This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus Black Mary Debt Free. I'm happy to be here, man. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, as you can hear, I am flying this plane solo today. Shira is doing Godmom duty. Uh, we are excited because we are the godparents of a brand new baby girl, baby Joel, who is also our niece. And so we're super excited about that. Um, so my wife is kind of dropping off some things for my sister and uh so i'm at home alone and so i figure hey man let's turn on these microphones and and let's uh have a conversation with the black married and debt free community shout out to all of you while we're there i want to take this time to thank all of you who have been leaving five star reviews and reviews in general uh but we're going to highlight the five star reviews that's how you get shouted out on the Black Married Every podcast, we really uh, truly appreciate the five star reviews because that helps uh, the algorithm to make us more visible to other listeners, so they can get this information, so they can get this knowledge. Because for those of you who rock with us, and for those of you who are new to the podcast, uh, me and my wife Shira were able to pay off over a hundred thousand dollars in debt in twenty seventeen, and since then we've purchased five rental properties yes i said five because um this podcast is going to be talking about our fifth acquisition but we've paid off our debt we've been able to start investing over 35 uh percent of our income into index funds and we've also you know started a a small real estate portfolio so that's kind of what we talk about here on the podcast for those of you who are new. And so we want to get this information out and the podcast reviews really, really help to do that. So what we've been doing for uh, the past few weeks is we've been giving away our how to get out of debt and start building wealth masterclass. Now this masterclass has been on sale for about a year. Uh, It has over an hour and a half of on-demand footage, really diagramming and breaking through, doing a deep dive on how we paid off our debt and how we're currently building wealth. So we made that available for free to anyone who goes on to our iTunes platform, preferably iTunes, but anywhere you listen to the podcast and leave a five-star review. So shout out to everybody who's been doing that. 
Uh, we announced that last week. I'm Just Dom has successfully reported to the principal's office and has emailed us. We've already sent out his masterclass. So we're still waiting on Ethan Daddy 913 to claim his masterclass. So all you have to do is send us an email at blackmarionedatfree at gmail.com and we'll reply with the link to the masterclass. So shout out to, let me make sure I'm saying this right. I'm going to just spell it C-H-O-C-0-7 for leaving us a five-star review. Please email us so we can get you the link to the masterclass. Also, mygoodman63, that's underscore mygoodman63. Thank you for leaving us a five-star review. We have a masterclass waiting for you. All you have to do is email us at blackmarionedatfree.com as well. And... Last but definitely not least, let me get this right. Robe in the real NYC. Robe in the real NYC. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the five star review. Please email us so we can get you your masterclass. And for anyone listening, if you want a masterclass that's on sale for seventy nine dollars, which is underpriced by the way, but if you want that masterclass for free, all you have to do is use your mobile device or whatever you're listening to us on. Go right now and leave us a five-star review. Just simply say, hey, I get a lot from the Black Mary Defrey podcast. I like Marcus. I like Shira. Uh, I love what they're all about. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to bless you. So now that that's out of the way, uh, let's, let's get into what's been happening with Shira and myself. We have been kind of slowly building and scaling our real estate rental portfolio. As many of you know, after we, after we paid off our condominium in our California condo, we realized we had a lot of equity. And so we knew we wanted to invest. We knew we wanted to do some type of investing. I was hell bent on just going, you know, ETF index funds and just using the stock market to to build well when Shire brought me an idea of being a real estate investor and I was just like okay what's that about she was telling me how people were retiring just with real estate so at first I didn't really like it because the strategy that she was you know suggesting was was the strategy we use now buy and hold and with buy and hold you you're renting out your property and you're subtracting your expenses. Now your expenses can be anywhere from a mortgage to, um, you know, repair, you know, having a, re- a repair fund. Also your management fees, if you're going with a property manager and your taxes, right? So when you minus all of those, I was looking at some of those margins and the margins were like, you know the platform we were we were we were researching at the time was bigger pockets, and so bigger pockets would was have margins of like two hundred three hundred dollars. It's like considered a good investment, and I was just like, "What? Nah, that's not. I, I could I could go hustle to do that. You know, I could I could go pick up a gig, a playing uh, you know gig somewhere, and get that." And Shire was like, "Yeah, that would 
that's cool. But the two hundred dollars that I'm talking about from real estate investing is passive, and it it's going to come back every month without you having to work for it. And so that's when it began to click. So to make a long story longer, we used a home equity line of credit to purchase our first investment property in Greensboro, North Carolina. And that was a great experience because it was, what what we did was we purchased a property that didn't need any work. It was moving ready, turnkey. Uh, We set up our team, which is something essential that you have to do when you're going to invest out of state, real estate agent, lending or lender, property management and general contractor or handyman, if you will. So we were able to kind of build the infrastructure with that first property and figure it out. Right. We, we unlocked this, this, this code and we convinced ourselves that we can do this. So that was in 2018, March of 2018 and October of 2018, we went back and we did it again in the same area. We bought a home. Both of these homes were around a hundred thousand dollars. Um, and the rent that we were able to command was was over a thousand dollars in rent, so which qualified for what's known as the one percent rule. And you know, as long as you're kind of hitting that one percent rule, you're you're gonna come out cash flowing. And so we did that. We did that, and then we moved our from our condominium to a forever home here in California. We did that in 2019. And when we did that, uh, the home equity line of credit that was on our existing condo became a line item in the HUD sales statement. So in order for us to sell the home, we had to pay that home equity line of credit off, which we used to purchase our first rental. So what does that mean? That means our first rental we own free and clear. So now that uh, that cash flow number increased significantly. And so with that, we were able to, you know, stack money, stack money from our rental income. And then in 2020, I said, we're going to do this again. We're going to do this again. And so we were able to earlier this year, I'm sorry, not 2020, 2021, we were able earlier this year to to kind of refocus because, you know, two years later, Greensboro has has boomed. Right. The market has has changed significantly, which is good for our existing properties, but not so good for wanting to acquire, you know, additional. So we were kind of priced out of market. And with that. We. Shout out to uh, our friends, his and her money, who were guests on the podcast. Uh, but we were listening to a podcast of theirs, and they interviewed a gentleman that invested in in Montgomery, Alabama. So I said, "Hmm, that sounds interesting. Let, let me let me look into that." So I looked into that, and the, the the equity in that area wasn't great. So home prices didn't didn't rise in equity. You know, it was a slow kind of rise on the value of the homes, but the cash flow was, was, was good, which means the price of the homes compared to the rental income that 
we can get for that home had us a nice little a nice little cash flowing spread there so i said you know what let's take the principles that we learned from our first two acquisitions in greensboro and let's just do it all over again in montgomery what a, so let's pause there and talk about what i want to highlight i want to highlight having the ability to pivot right so we get a lot of questions as to where did you buy and can and uh who did you use and while we love sharing that information um you know we want to encourage you to be able to to research and find out these things on your own because you don't want to be paralyzed by waiting for someone to give you the answers right and so sometimes you just got to go do the research yourself and then when you're done doing the research you have to just do it and that's what we did so we said okay we're gonna we're gonna we're pretty much starting from scratch right in a new location so now we have to find a new agent new real estate agent we have to find a new property manager we have to interview and find a a new uh, general contractor and and find new lending and, and all these types of things and so we did that and for those of you who ask we're going to have uh, this this young lady on our show hopefully really soon our real estate agent Tisha Perry I mean she's great um, we've worked with her on three different acquisitions now but you know the first time we met her it was just felt like it felt great you know what I mean and it felt like she handled her business she was accessible those are you know some of the things that we really look for accessibility follow through your follow through game gotta be nice if you're an agent if your follow through game is trash then you then we're just not gonna mess with you and so Tisha was great. You text her, she'll text you back. She gave me access to her personal cell phone number, her business line, email, you know, and I love, I just love that. I just love that. So, and it's not a lot of, the thing I love, I love about, I look, in, look for in a real estate agent is give me advice, but don't give me, don't steer me. You know what I'm saying? You don't want an agent that's steering you. You want an agent that's there when you need questions and an agent that will explain things uh, so that they're abundantly clear for you. But you don't want an agent that's going to steer you and tell you, you know, you're only going to offer that much. I don't know if they're going to take that. You know, you might want to No, if my offer is crazy low, then you put in my crazy low offer and let's 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 see what happens, you know. And so Tisha was all of that, man. She she was uh she was great. So great that we've worked with her three different times. And I'm telling this story to to lead into house number five. Uh so bear with me, right? So going back to house number three, we're in Montgomery, we're we've we've got all those things in place, and we pull the trigger on a home that just feels right. And 
when you shoot at the king, you bet not miss. And we didn't miss. It was great. It was a great experience. We actually visited Montgomery, stayed there for like four days, you know, looked at the house, met our property manager. Um, crazy thing is we still haven't met uh, Tisha, our agent in person. We have, I haven't. Well, you know what? I'll take that back. The first house we I got to meet Tisha. Shire was at the hotel and like super tired. So she didn't get to meet meet her, unfortunately, but I did to get the, to get the keys from her. And so the experience was great. We closed remotely. And I've and we've kind of chronicled these in podcast past. So, you know, do yourself a favor and make yourself familiar with those podcasts if you haven't already. So we did that first house in Montgomery of this year. Let's see what month was that that was i think march february march of this year then we went back and we did it again in july now july was an aggressive move for us because our real estate portfolio had not generated enough money to really acquire the, the fourth house and for those of you who don't know sidebar how we acquire our homes is through conventional conventional lending. So we'll see a house for like 70,000 and you know, we get a conventional loan which requires 20%. And so we have to have that 20% plus, you know, there's usually closing costs involved with the purchase of a home. What we like to do is we like to negotiate that in the uh in the offer hey we're going to offer you x um seller to pay closing costs and then we see what happens sometimes they'll they'll retort with we will give you x amount towards closing or we'll cover it in total uh the cool thing is is that like when you're dealing with smaller home loans you know 60,000 50,000 i mean these are these are these are bmw you know what I'm saying? Prices. These are Ben's prices. So a lot of times those loans will only allow you to only allow the seller to contribute a certain percentage towards closing, which is cool because I'm getting a, getting a good deal. As long as they're contributing the max that they can, that's that's what you, that's what we want. So you figure you got a seventy thousand dollar house. You're doing conventional loan. You need fourteen thousand dollars. That's your twenty percent down payment, and maybe another you know 500 to a thousand bucks for closing costs so that's how we've been acquiring these properties so on property number four we hadn't built that reserve yet but i just wanted to rinse and repeat and because i felt good about what was happening i wanted to keep that momentum going so for those of you who don't know shire and i have mapped out our 10-year plan with real estate and we were ahead of schedule at this time and I wanted to be even more ahead of schedule like for those of you who don't know like we're trying to use real estate to retire early because the cash flow from real estate can supplement our work income and allow one or both of us to come off the job early now I'm ready to come off you know Shire has a bit more passion for for her work 
I do not. <laughs> and so the goal for me is to create this cash flow as fast as possible. So while we have a 10-year plan, if I could cut it to a and a 10-year plan doesn't mean we retire in 10 years. It means we're here at this number at 10 years. Now, we may have been able to retire by years six or seven. But if I can shorten that plan, that's what I'm going to do. So I love the plan. But if I could cut it in half, I'm going to do that. So house number four was like a chess move. So what I did was definitely go revisit this podcast. I used, I tapped into my Roth IRA to fund the purchase of our fourth house. Now I did that without Shire's knowledge. It's a whole, it's a whole thing, you know what I mean? So go listen to that podcast episode. It was really, really a cool episode. So we did that. So boom, now we got to have house number four. It's cash flowing. We, you know, have a tenant in there, you know, so now here we are, we're sitting here. And I recently was blessed with an opportunity, a business opportunity that it's very uh, time regimented. Like it, it requires a lot of my time, but it's a lot of extra income that I didn't foresee getting to close out the year. And so we were not on schedule to purchase another property until sometime in 2022. But because of this business opportunity that I can't really speak about because it's kind of a non-disclosure situation. And I hate doing that because, man, we love telling y'all everything, but I just I just can't. But it's based around music. I'll give you a little bit. It's based around music and it's based around me using my gift of music and production and so man this thing started to scale here in this last two three months into where i had enough money for down payment another down payment another down payment and so we just went ahead and and said well let's start looking again and so we did that we did that and we were looking in the same area reached out to our agent via text. Cool. Here's a cool thing too. If you're a texter, uh, get you an agent that, that is, is can handle business via text. Like we don't always have to have a phone call conversation. You know what I mean? You know me, I know you, you know what I'm looking for. And if you're, you know, this is just a new world we live in. So get you somebody who can, who has different, mediums of communication it, it it's it's just really dope so anyway we're looking for house number five we find a three bed two bath and, and 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 let me pause really quick because a lot of people ask well how do you guys find your properties that's a question we get a lot realtor.com zillow.com redfin all of those um we use we use now when you do connect with an agent, they can let you into some of their MLS listings, which are listings that maybe show up there before they show up on realtors. And they also, a lot of times 
the database that your agent is using is it's reset much sooner. So if a home comes on the market, you'll see it first there. If it's snatched off the market, you'll see it first there. As opposed to like a realtor.com, it's a little slow. But now a realtor has good reaction time as well. It's pretty in sync with the with those you know MLS databases. <clears throat> but like a Zillow, a Zillow isn't as fast. So like you'll go to you'll see a house for sale on Zillow and then you go to Realtor and plug in that same house and it's gone. So keep that in mind. But th- those are the platforms where we're really just kind of keeping our eyes on and seeing. We know our price range. We want to be in the price range of 70,000 and down. Really, that's that's where we want to be. That's our sweet spot now. And so and yes, Yes, I'll say it again. Yes, there are homes in this country that are going for 70000 and down. And I'm not talking about shacks. I'm not talking about homes that, you know, need repair. Because that's one thing, if you know me and Shire, we're not trying to do no repairs. We're not trying to do no big flips. That's not us. If you're looking at, if you're looking for, you know, HGTV flip, Real estate stories from us, you probably won't get them. I'm not saying never, but you, you most likely won't get those from us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, these properties are out in in the U.S. Don't let the news articles fool you. Everybody's market isn't isn't crazy lit like that. So you just have to be able to pivot, to research, to look to pull the trigger and so we're looking kind of in that sweet spot 70k and down and we saw a three bed two bath that was on the market for 62,000 in a neighborhood that you know we already have a home in so we were like cool this is it boom sent a text to our agent I said, hello, we're looking at this home. She respond, that one's already gone. Dang. Okay, okay. Boom, keep looking, keep looking. Saw another 3-2 for 62. But now this one didn't have a whole bunch of pictures online, but the ones that it had of the kitchen, the hallway, and a couple bedrooms, it looked like it was a flip. And so that's right in our wheelhouse. You know, we like to buy flipped homes. We don't like to flip them ourselves because we just want to rent them out and chill. You heard of Netflix and chill. We like to rent out and chill. So this one looked like it had been, you know, some work had been done. So that was, that was intriguing. So boom, hit my agent again via text. Hey, how about this house? send them the link, send them the address. She sent back, hey, you know, contacting the agent now. She reached out to the agent, seller's agent. They said, yeah, send an offer in. Boom. So we did all the offer, and this is all being done through the power of your cell phone. Searching for the property, cell phone. Texting your agent, cell phone. 
agent puts, you know, gives you a DocuSign sales contract for you to sign. You sign it. Cell phone. We did that. So, I mean, it's just it's just amazing how you can purchase a home without, you know, doing some of the things that you had you would have had to do twenty years ago. But anyway, send that in. They accept the offer. So we're like super excited. Uh, we asked our agent, hey, so now we've bought this not only sight unseen in the physical, but we haven't even seen everything online yet. But I just felt good about it. So I told my agent, I said, is there any way you can walk the property, video record it, you know, or maybe even do a FaceTime? And so she said, sure, I'll have my I'll have my daughter do it tomorrow. Great. Great. So uh, the daughter, her daughter, you know, FaceTimed us and walked us through the property and everything looked looked good. Um, The only thing. That we found out was that uh, the, the the bathroom floor looked worn they looked worn there was something on them we i didn't know what it was so you know we'll we can do that you know what i'm saying that that's a, that's some fixing we can do or we can have done so it's not a big deal but everything else you know new floors new paint new cabinetries so it was it was really great base new baseboards so i mean this new, new tub new 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 toilets and it was a two bath, which is really, which is really what, you know, kind of that sweet spot we want to be in. So the next thing that you do is to one, you have to send in your due diligence payment. So our due diligence payment is like a deposit that allows you access to the home through your agent, access for your inspector, access. If we were in the area, maybe we could we could walk through and to make repairs or request repairs after having the home, you know, inspected. So it's like a five day period from the time the offer is signed and accepted. You know, you have about five days to do all the, do your due diligence checks, right? It's, it's exactly how it sounds, right? Your due diligence. So we had to send in the money for that. So I go get a cashier's check, send it to the address that my my agent, you know, had me send it to. And now our due diligence period starts. So I immediately reach out to uh, shout out to our inspector. Calvin Chance. Uh, He's a great inspector. We've used him three times. If you're in the Montgomery area, you're purchasing a home. You definitely want to reach out to him fast. I mean, friendly, all of the above. So I reached out to him via phone call. He gets me on his schedule for the for the next day because these usually need quick turnarounds. He does a full detailed report, sends it back to us. And. So we see a couple of things that 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 need our attention, right? some things that usually we would be like, I don't know. I don't know about this. Uh, so the stove didn't work. The, the heater, 
had an issue. Like the 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 air conditioning unit was 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 coded as inoperable. Now he can't really get into detail other than when I went to inspect it, it was inoperable. He's not a HVAC guy. He's just an inspector. So those are kind of red flags. So I'm like, okay, okay. So we, you know, kind of go back and forth on all of the things that need to be repaired. And we compile a list of our, you know, hard and fast deal breakers. (laughs) This needs to be fixed by the seller. And so we compiled a nice list and sent it to our agent to have her send it to the listing agent. And so now this is when the negotiation kind of happens because two things, you know, a number of things can happen. They can see your list and say, cool, no problem. We'll fix these and we'll show proof of correction by this day. Or they can look at your list and say, we can do some of these things. Or they can look at your list and say, we can do none of these things. This is an as is sale. Or they can look at your list and say, we don't want to make any of these repairs, but we will take some money off the top so that you can do the repairs yourself, right? So knowing that those are all options, we wanted to come to them, not just with the list, but come to them with our options. So option one, we prefer them to fix all issues. Option two would be to fix, you know, here, these are the major issues. Like these have to be done. And if you're only going to do these, this small list of things, we need you to take X amount of dollars off the, the list price. And so we gave them those two options and the agent reached back out to us and said, well, what do you, what would you like to take off the home? We're interested in having that conversation. As far as the price, how much are you willing to adjust the price? So mind you, we purchased this price, this property for 62 K. That was the, the purchase agreement was for 62,000. And so I'm looking at a AC heating unit. That's quote inoperable. Now I don't know what that means. I'm looking at a stove that's going to need to be replaced. I'm looking at, you know, uh, there was some piping underneath one of the sinks that, you know, hadn't been finished. And so I'm looking at some small minor plumbing issues. uh, And I'm like, I don't really know, you know what I mean? So this is when it comes to like just using your best judgment. So I said, okay, if you're not going to fix any, if, if you, if you can fix the AC, because I said, you know, that could be a big deal. It could be a small deal. I don't know. So if you could fix the AC unit, then we we let's drop the sale price to I just said something crazy. I just said fifty seven thousand. So let's drop it five thousand dollars. If you if you you know agree to fix the air conditioner. Now if you don't agree to fix the AC or any of the other small plumbing issues, then fifty two thousand. Let's drop it ten K. And I'm thinking there's no way he's gonna take this. So I'm waiting and waiting. We're waiting. The next day he reaches back out, says, okay, he'll agree to the 52. So now you're thinking a number of things. You're thinking, 
wow, I just got this house for fit. I'm getting a whole three bed, two bath home that's that has been flipped for fifty two thousand dollars. Man, that's a great deal. At the same time, you're thinking, why did he just give me this house for fifty two thousand dollars? What's what what's really going on? Why doesn't he want to make the repairs? And so I asked my agent, you know, this is when this is when you pull your agent aside and you and you, and you ask him to keep it a hundred with you. And so I said, do you know this the seller's agent? She, you know, what can you get a little inside information as to why this guy doesn't want to do the repairs? Does he think it's a bigger problem? You know. And I'm not expecting any of his answers to be 100% truthful, right? But you just kind of want to know. Like, is the AC broke? Is 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 the HVAC system broke? Or why, why does he not want to do it? So after she did some digging, she reached back out to us and let us know. It's be, he, didn't, he just didn't want to do any more work. He, he did a lot of work on this home, and he's kind of ready to just be done with it. And so I said, okay, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take him at that. So we immediately go into fix it mode so now i'm researching plumbers in the area i'm look. i'm researching handymen because what me and shire don't want to do <clears throat> we don't want to leave it off for our property manager to fix now there are some property managers that oversee full flips and then there's property managers most property managers have access to general contractors that do repairs but the property manager that we have there and why we ha- why we have not told you their names and we haven't, you know, given them the seal of black Mary and free approval is because it's still a it's still a work in progress with them. Do they vet tenants? Yes. Do they get tenants in there for us? Yes. Do they make repairs? Yes. Are they perfect? No. And so we're still kind of cultivating that relationship and we're still not ready to sign off on them quite yet. So we know that they're, you know, everything moves a little slower in the South and we don't want to just dump a, a AC repair and a plumbing pipe repair on them. So we want to do it ourselves. So we say, okay, we're going to facilitate this ourselves and then just hand them the keys when we're done just find us a renter that's what we want you to do so we start going into fix it mode so we're looking for plumbers general contractors um, HVAC and so I got some get some appointments set you know for when I'm there projected to be there after after closing and so we get our ducks in a row and uh, everything's looking good we don't know how much the repair is going to be but all we know is we have a purchase agreement for fifty two thousand dollars and we're excited about it now i'm going to stop here because a lot more happened uh but that's all you get for this episode man uh i'm gonna just say uh we almost didn't get this house and i'm gonna tell you why on the next episode But for now, I hope you enjoyed this episode of part one of our fifth rental property, the story behind the property. Um, It's going to be a doozy, so stick with us. And we may may hurt some feelings on this one too, but 
you know us, man. We're going to keep it 100. So the next episode, you don't want to miss that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for checking out the Black Married and Debt Free podcast. Do us a huge favor. Like, send a five-star review, and let us know what you think about the podcast. All right? Till next time. Peace.